The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Something that got my attention was that as I was walking and noticing, seeing, and looking, there was something stronger that got my attention. And it was um, being aware of mindfulness, being aware of being aware, Uh or something like that. So I started, then there was, an Im- it, there was like almost like an immediate change of quality. There was like more of a, a bigger presence of me uh-huh. <laughs> because I yes. wanted to, I wanted to see. So the question is... You mean that the sense of I got stronger is what you mean? Uh-huh. Yes. So... So the question, the question is, I, 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 the question is, who is aware when that I is maybe when I don't notice it or when it's not that strong? Um, so, so the question. Um who is aware or who's doing the awareness basically you know the buddha actually responded to that kind of question with it's not a valid question the there's not a who there's a process of awareness that's happening awareness is aware sometimes the process of awareness is recognizing what we're aware of the objects, the experience, the sight, the sound, the smell, the taste, the touch. Sometimes that awareness is kind of more interested in being aware of awareness. Sometimes that, uh, that awareness um, is more involved with the sense of self than other times. Uh, so you, you, the, there's, no, there's no, um, no one doing the awareness. Essentially, you know, this question of who's doing this. I mean, as I said earlier, you know, it feels at times like I'm directing the attention. And, you know, there is a process of eyeing and myeing, eye-making and my-making, that happens to which we attribute a sense of self. You know, it's kind of like we, we have this process that's going on of a choice is made and, uh, like, there's a choice of... Uh, going to look at something and, and, and it's almost after the fact that we attribute I did that so the, 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 the process but the process of I is, is a uh, it's an arising it's something that happens in the present moment and that sense of I being in control or in charge that sense of I doing is uh, also can contribute to choices that are made <laughs> So it can it can feel like there is a an I making a choice, but it is an attribution 
rather than an actual who is there. So it's a perception or it's a concept. The sense of self is a concept. And sometimes that concept becomes kind of what awareness kind of recognizes, the, the, the feeling of me doing this. And we don't have to try to not have that, but just more like, oh, the feeling of self is strong right now. The feeling of I'm making is strong right now. So to acknowledge it just that this is a process that's happening. We don't have to try to, to say, oh, I should stop that process. I mean, that's another eye-making that's, that's going to try to stop that process. But, but more this, the, the awareness can step back and just recognize, oh, the feeling of self is strong right now. Eye-making is happening or, or my-making is happening. You know, the, the sense of owning something. So we can, we can be curious about that. And just as an extra piece for you, um, you know, the, the sense of self can have different flavors. The, the Buddha talked about um, I, me, and mine. You know, the, the, uh, you know, in, in exploring not-self, he says, this is not me, this is not mine, this is not who I am. So it's, it's those three aspects of selfing. Uh, eyeing, meing, and mining. <laughs> and, um, you know, mining is kind of obvious. That's where there's something out there that we want to own or possess. That's a kind of an obvious form of, of, uh, of, I, of, of me, of selfing, that possession quality, that wanting to possess. Um, I and me are different flavors of selfing and the way I explored and different teachers talk about this differently so this is my understanding and my recognition and I found it helpful to explore it in this way the I side in my experience is when I feel like I'm an agent I'm doing, I'm choosing, I'm acting, I'm deciding and so there's that I that comes up around the doer that's one form of selfing and then the me is when it feels more like I'm the hapless receiver of what's happening. I'm the object of what's happening. So I'm just sitting here and things are happening to me. So I can see I'm not doing the... There's times when we can see we're not doing the, the, what we're aware of and we're not even doing the, 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 um, the mindfulness we, we see that there's a kind of a flow of mindfulness that has been a momentum of mindfulness that's going. And it's like, wow, I'm not doing that. But it sure feels like it's happening to me. So that's another, to me, it's a subtler flavor of selfing that we can begin to be curious about. So the I that's doing and the I that is just like receiving or the I, the I, the me that feels like things are happening too. So those are, those are different flavors of the, the selfing that we can know. But the question, who's doing it, just shift it to, what is the experience of this selfing that's happening right now? Yeah. Thank you. And then be behind you. As I was following the instruction, I kept feeling the all kind of body aches all around, which was fine. I mean, I said, oh, I'm being aware of that. And, the, and I was just, it was kind of, I was surprised that I was following instructions so, uh, so successful. I mean, I was, you know, surprised that it was really 
like ding 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 awareness the sound came this came that uh-huh, came uh-huh. so i was uh, quite pleased and then also i saw me you know lost into thoughts and then came back and that was also good instruction that when you come back you say oh i am aware of it and i also was surprised that i was feeling so still and concentrated also so it was all good and uh, i just wanted to check it you know that uh, this is how i was feeling yeah and, yeah and it can be surprising when we land in this less active less doing form that we see the mind actually can settle just through that meeting experience and the 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 perspective that you point to of oh there's unpleasant things happening but i'm okay with it that's essentially wise attitude you know that's the perspective where whatever is going on it can be allowed and this is a piece that saido utejania speaks to that essentially we're exploring the possibility of moving towards that allowing attitude and that is what allows the mind to settle in concentration when the mind is not reactive or not pulled and pushed around by what's happening but just like oh this is what's happening this is what's happening this is what's happening unpleasant pleasant sound uh, body sensation mood emotion thought just poof just the mind just kind of taking it in without being pulled around by it that's what what saido tejaniya would call wise attitude and we explore or um you know we're not going to be able always and i'm i'm happy to hear that that was possible for your experience in the guided meditation there are times when something's happening where a, hab- a habitual energy of reactivity comes along and then it's useful to you know we check we check in to the to the attitude we check in okay how am i in relationship to this experience so this uh this exploration around um attitude uh, begins to point to places where we don't have that allowing attitude and yet the instruction there isn't try to get rid of that not allowing you know so we could say essentially that uh uh unwise attitude or what saido tejania calls wrong attitude is when we are not allowing experience so wise attitude when when it's whatever's happening can be allowed this is in the the frame he says wise attitude is a way of observing that allows you to feel with at ease with whatever is happening and wrong attitude is usually motivated by some form of greed aversion or delusion and yet when we notice that you know often that wrong attitude is below the level of conscious awareness and um when we notice that wrong attitude it's not that we then say oh i need to get rid of it because that's bringing aversion to that attitude but can we kind of step back and have allowing about the not allowing so that you know if we notice there's some kind of reactivity around the uh the experience can we step back and say oh well what's happening is that there's that, there's that unpleasant thing and i don't like it and i want it to go away that's what's happening so essentially we explore allowing the not allowing when the that not allowing is below the surface of our conscious awareness it's uh it's probably being we're digging that hole deeper you know we are we are the, the attention is being informed by the not liking 
Um, and so as soon as it comes into conscious awareness, there's the opportunity to just know that it's there. So this is a piece I wanted to, to speak about this time, so I'm happy you mentioned your experience so I could talk about the attitude a little bit. Um, so wrong attitude motivated by greed, aversion, delusion is only what we would call wrong attitude when it is not seen when it's below the level of our conscious awareness and it's kind of running the show and driving our choices. As soon as it's seen, as soon as it bubbles up above our conscious awareness, we can then have the opportunity to see if we can have allowing attitude around the resistance, the, uh, the holding, the wanting, the, the confusion. So it, it, and there's not actually much to do there. You know, it's more that it has come into the field of awareness and we don't have to then turn and focus on it and say, oh, there's that, there's that uh, resistance, I need to focus on that because this is about receiving. And so when, we, when some attitude kind of comes above the surface of our conscious attention, you know, so that we see it, it just becomes another thing that can be received. So, yes, there's that resistance, and there's that knee pain, and there's that sound, and there's the resistance again, and there's that knee pain. So we just allow it to be another of the many things that are happening. As Saito Utejaniya says, we get to know right attitude. We, we move in the direction of white at right attitude by, by being very curious about the wrong attitude. And then we may find those places where, just as you described, it's, it's kind of remarkable how, how the mind can just be with the stream of arising experience and the mind be, does begin to settle in concentration. As I said, it's a different form of concentration than focusing on one experience where the mind gets very, very, you know, uh, still in this broader kind of awareness. What happens is the awareness gets still. So there's a feeling of stillness in the awareness, perhaps. But that awareness is taking in a wide range of experience, as you described, you know, the sound and the body sensation and the unpleasantness and then other experience. And, it's, and yet the stability of mind is experienced as concentration. So your description is, a, is very clear. And yes, that is, that is the direction that we go. So thank you for, for bringing that in. Other comments or questions? Yeah. Uh-huh. I think so. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, um, so, yeah, so, the, so checking the relationship, you're not seeing anything in particular. And this, this definitely happens. There's different reasons why this can happen. If we, like, check into what's my relationship to experience and we don't see anything in particular, sometimes it's because the relationship is, sometimes it's because it's okay, <laughs> And that feeling of okayness or calm or ease with what's happening is not um, something that we tend to notice. 
So that's something you can check in. Is okay the, the attitude? Uh, if, if it doesn't feel like it's okay and you still don't really quite know what it is, sometimes the easiest thing to just check in is, well, is there, is there just tension here? Is there tension or ease? Just kind of this very simple checking in. And if there's tension, you know, just know that. It's like, yeah, there, there's, the mind feels a little tight around this or it feels like it's struggling. You don't have to know whether it's greed or aversion or delusion. Just whatever's obvious about it. And even then sometimes it might not feel okay, but you, you don't even really have a clue as to what's going on. And that's okay too. You can just kind of, okay, not to try to find it. Checking in the attitude isn't to try to go out there and figure it out. It's like, as I've said many times this week, it's like you're ringing the doorbell and seeing what answers the door. You know, sometimes nothing answers the door. If that's what happens is you just continue with, okay, well, I know I'm aware and I know what I'm aware of. This is partly why I suggest just checking the attitude from time to time. You know, just occasionally check in. There are some particularly good times to check the attitude that um, might point to something that's happening. And that is, if it feels like there's a struggle in the meditation, it feels like the meditation is hard, check the attitude. You know, there may be, there, there, may, there undoubtedly is something that is kind of a resistance or a tension or a tightness that's happening around it. Often if it feels hard, there's some kind of aversion going on. So that's one good time to check the attitude, uh, is if it feels like it's a struggle, Another time that can be helpful to check the attitude is when um, you come back from wandering, when the mind comes back from wandering. If you're not able to just connect with the flow of experience, notice that you're aware and just land back in that flow of experience. Sometimes in the wandering, as the mind goes out into thought, you know, thoughts are really powerful. They construct realities for us. And so as the mind wanders out into thought, when we wake up, we're, we're like waking up into a new reality because the mind has wandered. And sometimes that new landscape that has been created with uh, uh, the wandering mind has created some attitudes, <laughs> you know, like uh, that, that if we're not aware or noticing, they might get applied to our situation. So, you know, our, our mind wanders into an argument we were having with somebody yesterday. And we wake up and it's like, oh, come back. Oh, what's obvious? What's obvious? And we don't know that the mind has kind of gotten hooked into a frustrated mind state that is now kind of how we're meeting experience. So it can be helpful to check in. Okay, so what's my relationship to experience as the mindfulness returns from wandering? Another uh, interesting time to explore the, um, the attitude is when you notice the attention has gotten pulled strongly to something new. So in the, in the walking, we were exploring that in terms of seeing, looking, hearing, listening. In the sitting, you can also be kind of in just a flow of experience and suddenly the attention just like gets magnetized to some experience. It gets magnetized to a pain in the body or a sound outside or, or it's just like phew, the attention just gets yanked, kind of. If, when it feels like the attention gets pulled, that can also be a useful time to check the attitude. Sometimes it's a kind of a hidden attitude that is behind it being pulled. So that's a good time to check in. 
Um, and another a useful time to check in is if it feels like it's going really, really well. You know, like, yeah, I figured it out. I know how to do this now. And, you know, there can be a subtle, like, you know, I've got it, <laughs> a little greed or a sense of, you know, control or, you know, just something in there that there's a piece of delight that can happen when there's the, the practice that is really present, you know. So uh, when you described your practice earlier, you know, my, my sense is that there may have been some sense of, of ease and delight that was available. And, and we can notice that too. So when it's going well, it may reveal a little bit of leaning into or holding on to the, uh, the experience of it going well. But it also might just reveal like layers of confidence and ease and appreciation and gratitude that are wholesome states of mind that, that can be really um, uh, open to and appreciated. This is essentially landing in and recognizing, oh, this is what it's like to feel balanced. Sometimes it just feels simple and balanced, okay. Sometimes it has more the flavor of a love or a connection or a a compassion. Sometimes it has more the flavor of interest or curiosity. Sometimes it has more the flavor of appreciation or gratitude. So many, many different flavors that can happen uh, when it just feels okay. So those are a few thoughts on that. Other questions or comments? Um, So when I was doing the walking, uh, you talked about the seeing um, and then as it look for when it goes into the looking. And if I am looking... Let it let notice the looking, but let the, allow the looking, um, and then same thing with the hearing and versus the listening, right? So one thing I was just reflecting on is it that where seeing and the hearing um, that's more of that broader awareness, where I'm aware of that I'm just kind of taking everything in, and then as I'm looking. If I'm aware of what I'm looking, it kind of shifts to this more focused awareness. Yes, yes, okay. yes. And so that this is pointing to that difference between more, um, it's like a broad angle lens of receiving a wide range of experience and a narrow lens of focus. And yet it doesn't have to be that, that it's a, a focus that is directing or, but it's like the, the attention can be focused and receive. So it's like it's looking and receiving that it's looking as opposed to looking and being involved in doing the looking. So there's a, there's a subtle difference there that, that you can begin to get familiar with. It's, it's kind of like a few weeks ago I used this analogy around focus and receive uh, by thinking about the analogy of a radio receiver you know, if you, if you don't have the radio uh, tuned to a particular station, it's static, right? It's just kind of like, it's just receiving all of the, the frequencies. And then uh, you can also focus or tune the radio to a particular station. So that's like the focusing. 
in the, in the broad experience and receptive awareness, it doesn't feel just like static. You know, it's not, it's not a good analogy in that way. Um, but there's just this flow of, of experience, the changing attention. It's, it's here now, it's there now. And then at some point, it may, it may focus in on something, kind of like that radio receiver picking up on a station. But we know that radio receivers, like, they don't go out once they're focused on a station. It's not like there's something in the radio that's going out and grabbing that station. It's still receiving. It's just receiving a narrower field of the experience or of the frequency, receiving a narrower field of the the sound waves in the air, a narrower frequency. And so similarly, when the attention narrows like that, it can narrow down to looking, and we can just be kind of stepped back, and it's like, oh, this is what the mind is doing. It's looking. Can I receive the looking? So it's, it's, it's focused, but it's not uh, necessarily trying to hook to that focus. Okay, and then just to pile on or finish the what if I observe me kind of or if I observe that there's the broad awareness to the the focus and and notice the shifting uh-huh. it's not I that's doing it well that's, that's often <laughs> often it is not it is not I I okay. mean it's conditions so you we see this happening right it's like you know, you're walking down the street and it's just like things are in a flow and something happens. There's movement and the mind looks. It's not like I chose to do that. It's conditions that created the, the draw of the attention. And so this exploration of seeing, looking, we can begin to recognize, wow, you know, who did that? You know, there's not a who. It's process. And so, you know, and then we can, so I guess the difference between the directing and the receiving in that looking is that you still, you recognize this is just the process. This is what the mind is choosing to do right now. If it's more directed, it kind of does maybe feel like I'm jumping on and doing the looking, you know, and, and that can happen. As soon as we start to look, we can kind of, there can be a kind of an, an identification and a, it's kind of like we jump on the bandwagon of that activity and start doing it. And so that's something that we can check into. Does it just feel like it's happening or does it feel like I'm involved with it happening? Yeah. Um, Okay, so um, I'm just going to take a couple of minutes to, before we do the next guided meditation, to talk a little bit about working with that, a difficulty. I mentioned this a little bit in the last guided meditation that sometimes, you know, the, the basic instructions are relax, receive, and allow. And yet, there are so many times when just relaxing and receiving experience, the mind just gets hooked into some really challenging pattern and goes down a rabbit hole of reactivity. So we need to learn skillful means for working with that kind of situation. So in, in the guided meditation, I suggested that if you feel like something is very sticky, like the attention is just magnetized to something and trying to receive that experience just gets you into reactivity and you're going into the, the swamp of that reactivity, then it can be useful to turn the attention to something else. That was the tool I offered in the guided meditation. Direct the attention somewhere. Pick something obvious to let the attention land on. 
One really useful tool, and I've talked about this several times lately, so some of you may be familiar with it, is um, if it's a really, really sticky thing, then opening your eyes and looking at something briefly for a second and then switching to something else and looking at it briefly for a second. And when I do this in a room, I pick corners, any place where two lines come together so that there's a place that the mind can land and focus and then switch about every second. Land on something and focus. Switch and focus. Let's do this for about 10 seconds. Focus and switch. Land and switch. Helpful to move your head while you're doing this. So this, because seeing is such a strong object for us when we are sighted, um, it, it is relatively easy to land and look at something for a brief time. And then if we have enough, um, the mind can usually then know that it needs to pick something else. If you just land and look at something and stare at it, often the mind will kind of loop back into its reactivity. But if you keep the mind switching to one thing, to another, to another, then uh, that, that keeps the attention focused on something other than that sticky thing. You can do this for a couple minutes and that can often really let your mind let go of that sticky thing. So that's one really, really useful tool if there's um, something really sticky happening. Um, Another tool, this is one one of the ones I use a lot, is not So sometimes there's something sticky. There's different levels of stickiness, let's say. There's different levels of stickiness. And sometimes the stickiness is middle level. If it's really, really strong, it's like we need something strong to to pull ourselves away from that. But sometimes it can be a more middle level. And sometimes all it takes is just reminding ourselves, yeah, the attention is kind of pulled to that. But there's many other things going on in the present moment. And so it's like, let that be one of many things that are going on in the present moment. It's like we consciously broaden our attention. And here it's kind of like the seeing in that we're, we're um, letting the attention land and connect with various areas of experience. You could use the senses. It's like, okay, yes, there's that thing happening. That, that anxiety is happening. And I'm seeing right now. And I'm hearing right now. And there's a contact on my feet on the ground right now. Oh, and there's that anxiety right now. So that it's not that we're trying to pull away. It's like letting it be in the room with us, but acknowledging there's a bigger room. There's more happening right now. That's another really useful tool um, in our uh, working with difficulty. Um, I think that I'll leave it with those two for right now. Um, and... Uh, Let's stand again for a moment and then we'll do a little, another sitting.